Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Reality Sucks. Um, I apologize for how absent I have been the last three weeks. Um, I just got back from Italy on Monday, so been a little sleep deprived, but don't you worry. Don't you fret your little heart. I have been keeping up aggressively watching watching reunions at three in the morning in Rome. So I'm caught up. We just finished all of the Vanderpump reunion. I kind of just want to dedicate this episode to that and that alone, just the reunion, the finale, everything in general, because wow. I mean, A, what a season B, what do we have to talk about anymore? I mean, I, I'm at a loss. I have nothing else that is exciting for me right now in Bravo television. Summer House wrapped up. Atlanta's going on. OC just started. We have Below Deck Sailing, which is actually giving. I appreciate Below Deck Sailing right now. Um, I feel like I'm missing something else. Oh, Jersey, obviously. Jersey's wrapping up. Um, reunion's okay. Good, not great. But yeah, I mean, we're we're at an all-time low right now. I mean, we're coming off the cusp of Bravo history. So that said, I want to dive in to the reunion mustache first. Whew, this was a lot. And I love that Peacock aired it uncensored because it really left nothing to the imagination. And it was incredibly raw. Here are a couple general takeaways for me. One, I think Sandoval deserves all the nastiness and vitriol and hate. I really do. However, I think that it coming from James and Lala is, especially Lala, it loses its impact. Because in my opinion, Lala is projecting a lot of her shit with Randall, which is fucking super dark and horrible and was glazed over this season, which honestly hats off to her because if that was the main focal point of the season, it honestly would be darker. I mean, if you aren't aware, her now ex, Randall, he was a producer on like the Irishman. He's not well known. He's Friends with Marky Mark had that huge, you know, issue with 50 Cent, Fofty, whatever. He has been accused of sexual assault and child pornography, I believe. I don't know the details on that. I don't know how, if that was, I'm sure he denied allegations. I don't know it, the truth to any of this, mind you. This is just stuff that I've seen on the internet via that documentary. I have not watched that documentary. If you have, please DM me. Let me know if it's worth watching. Um, I honestly just don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. It really like sickens me, that whole relationship. Um, so I think Lala's projecting a lot of her anger and hatred and disgust of herself and of Randall 
onto the situation with Sandoval because this is something I noticed too. And Sandoval, one of the few sound points he has made this season, he said a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon with Ariana, which is honestly true. Like we obviously saw Jax, Kristen come out of the woodwork, people that, yeah, were close, right? But like definitely use this to their advantage to get back on the show or to get their two cents in or whatever. Lala being one of them in in the respect that even Ariana said so herself at, at some interview at some point in time that she initially didn't believe Lala when Lala was saying, hey, I think Raquel and Sandoval have something going on because she's like, well, Lala's not in our core friend group. Like she's not someone super close to me. I took it more with a grain of salt. Whereas you see today in part three of the reunion Lala says, she's one of my best friends. I love this girl. And then Sandoval interrupts her and is like, you don't really. She's not one of your ride or die best friends. So I just think Lala was jumping to the extremes. And Ariana in that moment, of course, wasn't going to refute her because she was on her side and like going to bat for her. But I do think that detracted from the attention that Sandoval should have gotten in a negative way light if that makes sense kind of the the petty back and forth and it was funny don't get me wrong but even Lala's vitriol toward Raquel was worse than Ariana's toward Raquel it's like let let Ariana speak and take ownership of this dialogue not you yeah we get it you're all fucking pissed you're all in a huff but like if anything I think James should have been given a bigger platform because while Raquel is his ex-fiance and there have been allegations which I would not be surprised if they were true that Sandoval and Raquel a la Rachel's relationship started prior to Raquel and James breaking up like he helped orchestrate this engagement she was shocked I don't know there's a bunch of sleuth shit going on I think honestly all of it could be true and nothing nothing would surprise me But I do think that's one major point I wanted to call out, a thread that I saw throughout the whole reunion, was how there was so much attention on Lala and James, and I wish there was more attention on Ariana. I wish she got to speak more directly with Sandoval, and they could all pipe down and just let them have that dialogue. Um, I think Lisa butted in too often. I think she was trying to be the mediator, but I also think she was trying to come out looking squeaky clean. I don't know. It just, the way they orchestrated it, it just didn't hit as well as I thought it would. Um, Off of that though, another huge standout for me was Raquel's behavior. So a lot of people have been saying, and, and in just my opinion, she was very stoic throughout the entire interview and throughout the entire reunion. It almost seemed like she was numb. I don't know if she popped a few zanny, like what what was going on, but she had no emotion. It was literally when camera went off at the very end that she finally kind of broke down and showed emotion. And I'm not saying that that necessarily means she cares or not. We don't know what's going inside of her own head. I didn't cry on my wedding day and I cry all the time. And I was just so overwhelmed with emotion that I didn't cry. So that's a weird, inaccurate comparison, but you get what I'm saying. Sometimes emotion is so overwhelming that you just kind of shut down. So 
the bigger the bigger thing for me with Raquel is she she has a fucking problem. There is something not right, not well with her. Like the fact that she needs to seek this much validation in these very unhealthy, nasty relationships. And while we're all tooting James Horn, and yes, he's been hilarious this season. He's been on point. He has said some fucking horrible things and done some awful things that everyone is glazing over right now because the attention is on Sandoval. So when they were saying, Lala, Sandoval, or James, you don't have legs to stand on. Well, they don't. They don't. So again, that's why that hatred coming from them didn't hit as well for me. Like it was warranted for Mariana, but they needed to kind of shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So I think there is something bigger at play in in Raquel Rachel's life. Like I think she has I think she has something going on psychologically. So I, do I think she deserved Ariana bitching at her? I mean, yeah. Like she was her one of her dearest friends and had an affair with her basically common-law husband. But I think she is like unwell. And I'm I'm not saying like, what do you expect from someone like her? But at the same time, yeah. Like, I mean, she she's a deer in the headlights. Like, I I just, none of this surprises me. I think Scandival, I think Sandoval orchestrated Scandival, but I think he is the brains behind the operation. I think he's the conductor. I think he is the driver or whatever analogy you want to use. I think if we're placating blame, it should be heavily more placed on on him um and seeing ariana cut into her and saying you are nothing i mean that was that was a lot i i not that i i listen if one of my best friends had an affair with my husband i don't even know what kind of disgusting things would come out of my mouth but so i I, i'm not saying she you know, I totally get it. Right. But at the same time, it was hard for me to sit there as a viewer, obviously not having hate toward Raquel myself. She didn't do this to me. I'm just a viewer watching her kind of make an ass of herself on national television and feeling bad for Ariana, but also feeling bad for this kind of inept girl. I mean, she's my age, but I feel like she's a child. I I just... I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's not. I feel like you guys should get where I'm coming from to a degree. I'm not condoning anything she did or said or whatever. But I do think it just it just made me feel icky. I came away from the reunion like needing to watch The Office and just kind of go out and take a little lap around, around the backyard. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I just think that's something of importance or just something to think about, I guess. So something else that production has been alluding to this entire season is we're not having the cast resign because we're waiting for this bombshell or this, you know, something to be revealed or whatever. You know, we speculated wildly is Raquel pregnant? Is there going to be a spinoff show? At one point, someone said Stassi Schroeder is going to be a producer of a spinoff show. Um, I mean, the allegations were all over the place. But honestly, our gut was on point when most people said we honestly just think it's her divulging more details and more timeline details, which is exactly what she did. And none of it was surprising. 
So the important things that the big bombshell interview revealed was that they had sex in Mexico twice at Sheena's wedding, a night of which he was hammered. And she allegedly said, you know, come into my room because he was causing disturbance to someone asking where the elevator is, whatever. And they had sex. That was the second time. The first time, I think, was the night she kissed Schwartz, which was even... Um, And I'll get to Schwartz in a little bit because I have have more feelings on him. So that was one of the bombshells. Another bombshell... In my opinion, if you would consider this a bombshell, was she asked Sandoval if they could be a throuple, if they could have a three-way <laughs> relationship, a monogamous three-way relationship. Listen, if that's if that's the motion of your ocean, congratulations. I I that's not the motion of my ocean. I'm a monogamous jealous bitch. I flirt with the wall, but I could never not be in a monogamous, you know, one-on-one relationship, right? So whatever. Anyways, it's just that was so fucking sad to me because she even said, oh, I have no, you know, physical sexual attractions toward Ariana, but like, you know, love her as a person and I'm in love with Sandoval. Like, how sad and desperate do you have to be to say, I will take you with your current partner? I don't even need to be the focal point of your life. I don't need the fidelity. I just need you to embrace me. And show the world that you're with me and be open about it. Like it was, that was so icky to me and made me so sad. Um, And then she denied that she was in St. Louis to visit his family, even though there was a picture of her there. And then, you know, she still was going back and forth and is like, listen, if I reveal everything, then I've lost the only person that's in my corner, which is Sandoval, which is disgusting. I mean, that's, that's literally what, a predator like him does is isolate you till you feel like you have nobody and you have to be solely dependent on them. And that feeds their ego. That's what's so fucked up about this. Like part of me wishes someone would be like, let's get you out of here, out of his nastiness and get you into the light a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and I, again, I think I get it. She's a full grown adult, has the wherewithal to understand what's right or wrong, but there is something really sinister about the way he is playing her in my opinion so anyway um i digress but going back to the interview so that was the other reveal was just additional details shared she said a throuple she offered a throuple he shut it down said ariana would never be a part of that and then she just shared she can't take this line anymore and it's eating her up inside it wasn't groundbreaking. We weren't shocked. There was nothing that we as Bravo fans hadn't been speculating or did think or know almost for sure was true, right? So I don't really know why they alluded to that and hyped it up for it to be this big thing. The other thing that was alluded to, which Andy had said on his radio show, was Sandoval was going to make a very um what was the word he used a a very startling comment that would trigger a lot of women and that no straight man should say so I I honestly thought it was gonna be way worse I think what he said was just incredibly gross and douchey um I don't necessarily think it was 
derogatory about women. I think you could have said that about a guy, about a girl, like, oh, he kept his, you know, socks on, his shirt on, like just trying to desexualize or show like, hey, this wasn't an intense romantic, you know, hot kind of interaction. She kept her fucking shirt on like she didn't even care. Whatever. Whatever he alluded to, which I found funny because I keep my shirt on most of the time. <laughs> Whether it be out of laziness or I'm just cold, like, yeah. So, bro, if, if that's your definition of, like, hot sex, I'm sorry. Um, anyways, and one could argue as well, like, oh, the sex was so hot, we didn't even take our shirts off. Like, we just had to get right into it, right? Whatever. So that wasn't as jarring either as I had thought. Like it did make my skin crawl. I felt like a little bile in the back of my throat, not going to lie. But our girl Ariana is doing what she does best and making some merch out of it. We have also heard that Lala's Send It to Daryl merch, which I have not yet purchased, but I do want a sweatshirt, um, has helped paid or was the entirety of her down payment for a $1.5, $1.2 million home. Um, great. I mean, again, shows also though, like Lala is very much capitalizing and and benefiting from this affair and not that she, you know, shouldn't or doesn't deserve to or whatever, but like the focal point again, I think should be Ariana in this. Right. So anyway, but uh, honestly, the reunion, there were, there weren't a lot of revelations. And I think a lot of this too we should just pat ourselves on the back because we're so fucking smart and everyone gathered all of this intel right when the affair broke out and we found out dates, timelines, people, places, things, all of the above. Um, So I don't think a lot was revealed. I just think we finally got to see it play out live and see their raw reactions on camera, which was the most compelling. But overall, it was a wild ride. Um, how do they come back from this? Like what, what's next? So I read an interview with the executive producer and he stated that ideally they would start filming in the next few weeks. Um, they didn't want to pick cameras back up right after the reunion because of this bombshell, which I don't really know what that would affect, but I think the bigger picture is just letting everything kind of cool down and breathe after the reunion comes out and all of this shit is aired and all these emotions resurface again that were there in March, right when the affair was revealed. Um, and to have a path forward to have another season. So here's, here's my take on it. Cause a lot of things have been said like, Oh, let's make VPR young again and do like a whole new cast or a spinoff or whatever. No, that's not going to work. They tried to do that, remember, when they introduced Dana and those other random characters that I forget and don't care about and tried to get focused more on the restaurant and the serving aspect of it. That's not going to happen anymore. We can see they tried that too with like Southern Hospitality, which was the biggest flop of a show if I've ever seen one in my entire Bravo history. That's no, I'm not. I don't want the younger crowd. I want the OG crowd. Haven't we learned our lesson with getting rid of New York, even if it hasn't aired yet? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, you have so much emotion, drama, history centered around this group of people. 
we should not be leaving this group of people. If anything, the show should just end. So I think the only path forward from here is letting things cool down and having been bringing back some of the old cast, bringing back Jack, Stassi, Kristen, like whomever, and let their adult lives play out a bit more. You know, Kristen coming in with conflict with, you know, Katie and I don't, I don't know. I just think that's really where we would see the show develop because after that, I mean, the other, my other concern though, is we come back and we just see a season of them bashing Sandoval the entire time. And like, yeah, that's entertaining, but that's not going to keep me tuned in every week. Like that's going to get exhausting. And got to give me a lot of anxiety every time I'm watching the show just to know that this inevitable, inevitable conflict is going to keep resurfacing and resurfacing. So I think there needs to be a way to maybe downsize Sandoval and Schwartz's airtime. Um, I don't think Rachel should be on the show at all. And if she is, I think it should be in a friend of capacity because right now she doesn't have any allies that she can play off of. Like Allie's not in her or Allie, sorry, Charlie's not in her corner anymore. Um, it would literally just be everybody against her and Sandoval. And I just think that that's not fun for people to watch week after week. It's just not. So um we'll see I don't know they're in a tough spot though because there's I think if anything they're just going to focus more on Ariana and Katie and them opening their store and Ariana's new relationship slash relationships how Lala deals with the aftermath of you know everything with Randall maybe how it plays having Jax and Brittany coming back and Stassi coming back and just kind of focusing more on that than, you know, Schwartz and Sandoval and Raquel and all, all of that. I think if anything, what we could see is maybe a sit down lunch with Raquel and Ariana one-on-one, a sit down lunch with Tom and Ariana one-on-one having, you know, more like aftermath conversations and trying to heal or whatever the case may be, because, Listen, they can't refuse to not film with each other. Like even the executive producer said that. He's like, we're not going to do a show that is just two separate shows in one show. Like Schwartz and Sandoval here and then everyone else over there. Like that's just not going to work. And it wouldn't. And it wouldn't be entertaining at all. So they're going to have to find a way to mesh it. And, And the other thing is too, like the cast would be stupid to say no. Like this is their livelihood. They don't none of these people have enough going on, in my opinion, especially Sandoval and Schwartz, to sustain their lifestyle without the show. Like they don't have a salary. They don't have the attention. They don't have the media, all of this stuff. And Sandoval's only hope of somewhat rectifying his reputation, which I think is shot forever, um, would be through the show. Because obviously if he, you know, rides off into the distant sunset with his stupid band, then people are just going to keep bashing him till the end of time. So we'll see. I think the path forward is going to be really hard though. But I'd love to know your thoughts on the reunion. Um, 
kind I guess I somewhat did a recap, not really, but I think the biggest things that were discussed and revealed, like I said, were the details of the affair, how quickly it started. We obviously saw there was a lot of lying. I think just even watching Sandoval stare daggers at Raquel, like as if speaking into her mind, remember what we said, remember what we said. I mean, it was so gross and scary and uncomfortable and like in how let me get back to Schwartz because I did say I wanted to talk on him I've always found him dumb and fun loving like a golden retriever puppy that can sometimes bite and be a little bit of a stinker but he really grossed me out this season in this reunion like I wow did my tune change I mean he tried to deflect so much with humor and do you, do you guys remember there was a moment that he said how Ariana how was it like you dealt with like the entire nation rallying around you like what did that feel like and they're like what like what are you fucking saying dude like shut up and he even was like oh, I thought I looked like Casanova kissing like it, it, he tried so so hard to deflect with humor and like poor humor at that and it was so cringy so that was my takeaway from him. I don't know what his path forward looks like because, listen, he's nothing without Sandoval. And he has kind of buried himself completely and isolated everybody because of Katie and now because of Scandival. So he's kind of paddling up the river with no paddle. So we'll see. Um, I don't, I don't really have much more to say. I feel like everything that's been said has been said from everyone on the internet over the last like three weeks and over the last three months. I just think we've come to an end and I'm relieved, but I'm also really sad, which is so fucked up because their torture is our entertainment. But yeah, there's like it's it's got to be dry in the Bravo sphere for a while. So, wow. Say la vie. Say la vie. Um, I guess that being said, let's dive into everything else that's happening this week. So, we had Summer House wrap up. We have Jersey Reunion going on. We have Below Deck Sailing, which honestly is very entertaining. And if you're not watching it, go and watch it. You're not going to regret it. Um, we had OC start. I watched half of it before I started recording this. And it was, eh. I don't want to see Tamara and Eddie for the 800 millionth time talk about fucking on camera. And then bringing the mom into it. And then Terry Dubrow grabbing Heather's ass, you know, via a wheelchair. Because he tore his meniscus or something. His Achilles. I don't know. I don't care. Ew. No thanks. OC used to be a favorite of mine when it was all Vicky Sheehan and Tamara. Um, even I, Kelly Dodd is as disgusting and vitriol as that woman is. Like the quiet woman, like come on, it, iconic, right? It's just not the same anymore. I don't like really care for Gina and Emily. I don't think they give. Um, and they have tried to play so much with this cast. Again, another example, if it's not broke. Why are we trying to fix it? Keep the OG cast. Keep everybody where they're at. Like, sure, it gets stale, but then you can, you know, bring in a new person now and again or whatever, right? Like, there's new relationships. 
she's with David. She's not with David. Like again, you know, Vicky's with the new man every, every season. So I don't know, not, I'm not really looking forward to it, to be totally honest. And the preview for the season didn't really get me hype. It seemed to be totally focused around Tamara exploding on everybody. So we'll see. I'm, I'm not really holding my breath. Um, in regards to summer house reunion that wrapped up, you guys, this was the worst season of summer house I've ever seen. It was horrible. It was awful. So I even posted Lindsay and Sam, the new little blonde girl um, she posted for Sam's birthday. And I was like, how the hell are they so close? And Lindsay actually DM me back directly and said, um, because we actually hang out, LOL. I was like, okay, great. Like, okay, that'll do it. LOL. I don't know. It's so weird. And, and they've just kind of had like a total, that whole vibe has just like dissolved. Like again, the sex, the intrigue, the hookups, it's all gone. Like none of that's really there anymore. Like we're either married or bitter because we're married or others are getting married rather. I mean, I'm so happy that Carl is sober and healthy but this is the exact opposite of what someone like should him should be doing as a show like this for that kind of lifestyle he's he's hoping to lead. I'm just I'm I'm very over this narrative and and ganging up on Lindsay and Carl and I don't even like Lindsay and I'm not a big fan of Carl anymore as much as I'll always kind of love him. I really just like Amanda Kyle and Paige. Um I thought the Corey Sam relationship would bring more steam not so much. They kind of just glazed over that and just showed him kissing a couple times. Like really the whole season was focused around Danielle being upset with Kyle or with Lindsay and Carl. And again, we've talked about this. It's bizarre how upset she got about their engagement and not knowing. But at the same time, like, yeah, it was, it was shitty and she heard her as a friend, but I, I just think it's, it's just weird. Like it, it wasn't enough to craft an entire season around, in my opinion. So this was a huge flop for me. I give this season a C minus. Um, I think path forward. Uh, I think there needs to be some fresh storyline. I think Lindsay and Carl have reached their end. Danielle has definitely reached her end. Why is Maya on the show? Why is Gabby on the show? Like, it, none of them are relevant. I mean, there needs to be – this is almost a situation where there might need to be a complete revamp of the cast because this is just getting so stale. I don't understand how they're going to do another season this summer, like what they're going to record, wh what the drama is going to be. I think we need to play more on Paige and Craig. We need to play more on – Lindsay and the girl drama versus like Paige and Amanda and the shit that she has been doing and saying on social media. I think that is going to be more interesting and impactful if we're bringing Lindsay and Carl back. Um, I think if we're bringing in new younger people, they need to have history with the cast. They can't just come in fresh. Oh, I kind of knew her from so-and-so like they've been doing for years with winter house and summer house and all of this. No, we know. The best shows on Bravo have familial, friend, like deep-rooted history. Whether they're, again, like Teresa, family, known each other, OG, even though that story's 
you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but you get what I'm saying. There's the intensity there. There's the emotion there. There's the history. So it breeds really interesting television <laughs> rather than just throwing in someone, you know, that they met once or twice that has a lot of followers on Instagram that might be good for television. I do not want to see Corey back. I do not want to see Sam back. I think they add zero entertainment value. I think the only entertainment value Corey added was who's he going to hook up with in the cast. And if he and Sierra had started developing something, that could have been interesting. But now that he and Sam are this couple and this little like weird little fitness power couple that is obsessed with just sticking their tongues down each other's throats for photos, I'm like really over it. I used to think they were a little cute. Now I'm like kind of icked out and very over it and bored and irritated. So I think, I think they need to go. I think Gabby needs to go. I think that boring guy whose name I don't even remember needs to go. I think Danielle needs to go. And I really think Maya needs to go. Not a fan of Maya. I think she's kind of rude. I don't think she has brought anything interesting to the show aside from her breakup this season, which she didn't even talk about and was totally, you know, glazed over. And she hit her microphone, didn't even want to talk about it on the show. Um, yeah, again, these are not people that should be on reality television because they're not bringing us any storyline. I think Summer House was trying to diversify their cast and bring in black people, bring in people with different ethnic backgrounds, which is great, but that's all for naught if they don't have relationships with each other and history with each other. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we, you guys need to start playing into the storyline and how the cast is going to interact with each other and less of, you know, Bravo trying to be PC in a sense, which again, they should be and is great, but you get what I'm saying. That's not what in this case is going to breed good television. So I'm, I'm just over it. And yes, I don't know. Sam really grosses me out and her relationship with Lindsay is odd to me. I don't know how they got so close there's a huge age gap between them. I don't know. I just think the whole thing's like, it makes me a little uncomfy and it's just weird. So I'm over it. I want our OG cast back and better than ever and in full swing. So I don't know how that's going to look. I think Summer House is also in a really tough spot going forward. Speaking of tough spot going forward, let's talk about New Jersey. <laughs> how... Or Melissa and Teresa, how is this going to work going forward? I don't, I don't know. I, couple things. Um, A, I just want to get this out, out of the way. I'm really happy for Jackie. I think she looks incredibly healthy. I love that Andy didn't comment on her physical appearance. He just said, you look so healthy and glowing. And I mean, I guess that's alluding to a physical attribute, but he wasn't like, oh, you look skinny or you, you have more meat on your bones. Like that looks healthier. He just said you look healthy. And that's like such a compliment, I think. And all these women taking Ozempic and it's just, it's getting gnarly out there. So I like that she spoke on it. Um, and I think honestly, it has done her good not being a full-time cast member in that regard. So she could recover and, and heal and what have you. But anyway, that's just a quick aside. Um, people have been saying, do you think 
the rumors about Melissa are true, cheating on Joe, making out with some guy in the backseat of a car. Honestly, no, I don't think it's true. Do I think it could be true? Of course. I think anything could be true, especially in the Real Housewives universe, in the Bravo universe. Like, my surprise has no limits at this point. Um, But I think we have all, as a collective audience, as Andy as a cast are so over Melissa versus Teresa at this point. Like that has been carrying the season on its back for a while. Like it used to be more the Danielle of it all, that drama, right? Pre-Melissa when we had really strong characters like, you know, Caroline Manzo and just I think our path forward would be bringing back a Caroline or bringing back some of that history, bringing back a Danielle Staub, which I honestly, I would love. I mean, that's like the OG blissful days to me. Um, Prostitution. So I don't know. I, I don't think Melissa will be off the show next season. I don't think Teresa will ever leave the show. So I don't know what the path forward looks like. I think eventually they're going to have to reach some kind of truce or something um, because this is just getting really, really tiring. And I do think there'll be a little bit of a cash shakeup. I I think Danielle brings good potential. I'm not sure about Rachel. Um, But I do think if we capitalize off like their fights and less about her and her brother – and, you know, Rachel and her biological adopt or her non-biological adoption rather, like, and just more on the ladies and like their issues, that's when it gets interesting or like their direct relationships, right? Like with their spouses or what have you, when it gets, you know, further down the chain with family and children, it's just, it gets a little uncomfortable and sad and like, yeah, it's reality television and that should be showcased, but like, A lot of that is because these are new women and coming in with their storyline and granted everyone has their storyline that they create with their producers. But when it's so heavy on something like that, like something external that's within their lives that has nothing to do with the drama and the ladies and then they try to put that in there, it just gets, it can get nasty and messy and sad. And you get what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's how I feel. So yeah, I think with this season overall, um, Louis's true colors really show. Um, I, I do think he's quite gross. I had thought for a period of time he was really good for Teresa, but he just gives me the heebie-jeebie ickies, this whole restraining order thing with his ex. I mean, granted, maybe his ex is unhealthy and crazy too and was a psychologist that shouldn't have been treating him, but there was alleged rumors that Bo – the private investigator, Bo Deedle, or whatever the hell his name is, hired somebody to pretend to be this woman's patient and get information out of her. This woman being Louis's ex-fiance, ex-wife. I think it's ex-fiance. I don't know. He, regardless, though, he gives me a very, like, sour feeling in my tummy. I think from the moment he talked about wearing no-no's pajamas was a no-no for me. Um the no like bye creepy weird and then if you guys noticed in the wedding episode where she's like yeah like we embrace each other like our weird things and he's like yeah like I sit on the toilet when I pee 
what? Isn't that like a sign of like a sociopath? Like one of those, like, I don't know. There's like a laundry list of things that like you look out for with a sociopath. Like they harm innocent animals. Maybe they sit on the toilet when they pee. I don't know. Like as a guy, I don't know. That whole, that was so weird. But he is just like, he's so cringy and uncomfortable. And I, I do think he is super shady and I think Joe Gorga is incredibly shady. I think they both have done very shady business dealings and I don't think either one of them is in the clear. So when it's all of these pointing fingers back and forth and Andy just wants to bang their heads together and bang his head on a wall, it makes sense because you're not getting anywhere. I mean, it's like, it, it, it. I don't know. I just kind of feel like we're, we've reached a point in this storyline where it cannot continue. So I I don't really know. I think they arguably might be in the toughest position as a franchise going forward in terms of what they're going to do next. So overall, my takeaways from this season, I'm sad. Melissa and Teresa, but mainly Teresa and Joe, can't get past all this shit and be a family and how it's affected the kids. Um. I hope her and Louie have, I wish them the best. I hope he is good to her and I hope he's not creepy and shady and scary because that's the last thing she needs after Joe. And for the rest of the ladies, I mean, with Margaret, like, I hope, <laughs> I hope she top, stops taking Exocentric and gets her health back in check. Um, But... I don't know. I just feel like every they were all kind of sidelined. And Dolores, I wish the best with her and her new man. I don't necessarily think Frank Sr. is in love with Dolores. I think he's just so possessive of her. It's more like a masculine thing. Like that's his family. I don't know if there's necessarily the I love you romantic connection still um, as much as people think there is. But there needs to be more meat next season. There needs to be more storyline between everybody because at this point it really was just pointing fingers with, you know, Melissa versus Teresa. And it's it's exhausting. My weep is exhausted. And then now there's all this issue about Andy bullying Jennifer Aiden, which is kind of funny in my opinion. I don't think he bullies her. I think Andy can be rude and dismissive, but I think he has to be or else he would get walked all over as a host. Um, and that's why he is in the position he is in and we are not. And no one else could do what he does and no one else should ever try to do what he does because it would ruin Bravo. Um, I think Jen... I love her. I think she's a shit show. I think she is all over the place. And when he said she'll run out of gas soon, I thought that was hilarious. I think that's just how Andy is. So I don't really know why we're focusing on this because a lot worse has been done and said between Andy and other people, I feel like, in the past. But whatever. Um, Yeah, that's Jersey for you. I mean, again, not a stellar season. Want the best for Teresa you know, 100,000 bobby pins and all, but she's in hot water with money. I feel like they're always, everyone in Jersey, there's always financial trouble, except with the, to quote Andy, the two sweet Jewish girls. I mean, Jackie's 
you know, got it made in the shade. Obviously, she's the wealthiest, as we know, on that cast. But aside from those ladies, there always seems to be like shady financial dealings, whether it's a gym or a business or a, you know, selling counterfeit products, Melissa, you know, it's Teresa being in debt and hiding things, whatever. It's also shady. I, yeah. Now, uh, jumping into Below Deck Sailing, which is where I'll end it. You guys, this has been such a good season so far. And you know why? I'm going to repeat myself again. There is history and that's why it's so fucking good. There's history with Gary and Daisy and Colin, and they're all very close, actual friends outside of the show, outside of the boat. And seeing Daisy and Colin kiss, I'm not going to lie, it kind of um, it kind of was a little exciting for me. I kind of was into it. I think Gary is secretly, not so secretly hurt, and I think he does could potentially have real feelings for Daisy, but I also think Gary is not capable of having those kind of feelings for anybody to be in a very serious monogamous relationship. I think it would take him growing or the right person to come in and really make him want to dedicate himself to one person. I think he could be capable of it, but it's just not in his wheelhouse right now. Like he, you know, he's like, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel with any girl that walks by. So yeah, I would not particularly feel special if I ever were to sleep with Gary like Madison did um, because he doesn't really seem to have any um, standards, if I'm allowed to say that, type. Really, if she moves, she breathes, he's, he's down to clown. That sounds bad, but I don't know. And I don't have anything against Gary. I'm just not, I'm not sexually attracted to him. I don't get the hype. I think Colin's very cute. I get that. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure he and Daisy evolve into nothing. And that Gary and Daisy, we know that there's gonna more is gonna come out that they allegedly like had did have sex. They didn't just like make out or whatever. Like there's more to the story, so that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, the season looks, has been good so far. I think it'll continue to be very good. Um, I'm ready for below deck med to be back in the mix. Um, you know, get something else in there. But right now, aside from below deck sailing, things are pretty great. I mean, when, when is Southern charm coming back? Does anyone know? If anyone knows, please DM me. Cause I'm really ready for Southern charm to come back as well. And yeah, that's it, guys. Pretty, pretty deliberate, short, sweet to the point. Um, please rate this five stars <laughs> if you would be so kind and share with anyone that loves to just bitch about Bravo as much as we do. And I will definitely touch back with you guys next week. Obviously, follow me on Instagram to keep updated at Reality Sucks Podcast. And continue to DM me because you guys have all been so lovely and I love hearing your opinions. But yeah, peace and blessings. TTYL. Stay safe out there with all that gross smog. And, you know, keep your head above water. Okay, best. Love you all. Bye now.